This is Steel City Business, the Sheffield Business Podcast. Hello, I'm James Marriott and this is Steel City Business, brought to you by the team at Rebel Base Media, highlighting the great stuff happening within the business community right here in Sheffield. Now, in the midst of coronavirus lockdown, today we're catching up with Chris Roberts, who founded Nimble, described as a community of elite product and technology specialists delivering value at pace. Hello, I'm Chris Roberts. I'm founder and CEO of Nimble. Well, Chris, thank you for coming on. Um, we are recording this in the midst of lockdown, um, so there will naturally be a little bit of kind of coronavirus talk as we go along. I also do need to apologise in case you hear any birds kind of tweeting in the background because um, it is an incredibly warm day today. Um, so I've got both my windows in my uh, makeshift studio um, open. So um, if there's any background noise, anyone screaming or shouting, I um, I apologise. Um, first things first, then tell me a bit about Mim- uh, Nimble and um, um, what it is that, that you do. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks, James. Yeah, so uh, I formed uh, Nimble about three and a half years ago uh, now, or, or started to grow it, should I say. So um, I, I guess in the simplest terms, uh, we are a, an IT consultancy, uh, an independent one. Um, so I, um, I've i got a, a network of uh, the best product tech uh, delivery people uh, in the region, a lot of which I've been fortunate to work with um, and uh, lean on them and, and form communities uh, in Sheffield, Leeds and Manchester, where we uh, deliver essentially IT projects or tech or digital or whatever your, your flavoured word is uh, for a, a number of uh, both small and quite national, multinational clients. So what's what's your background? What kind of led you to that point? Yeah, sure. Um, so my Background originally uh, is in project management. Uh, if we're going uh, going back a while, uh, which I'd probably not not try and think how long it is now. I, I used to say I've been doing this nearly ten years, and I think it's probably near fifteen now. Um, so yeah, so I was into uh, IT project management uh, and uh, developed in recent roles uh, with a more uh, IT movement that came along uh, uh, in the UK. Uh, maybe around 28, 2010, um, which is called Agile, which is a lot around uh, helping transform not just technology, but how uh, organizations were structured, uh, how they should empower individuals more than micromanage them. Uh, And as I sort of developed through different roles and was lucky enough to work for some great companies uh, in Sheffield, uh, most notably a company called Technophobia, uh, which sadly is no more, I then sort of started to think, oh, you know, I really enjoy this. I want to uh, freelance and, and do a load of interesting, exciting, different opportunities, uh, you know, one after the other. Uh, and then I got the idea to form my own uh, consultancy because I was getting quite a lot of freelance work, more than I could handle. And it was, oh, can I clone myself? And it's like, no, the next best thing and form a network of some of the best people I've been lucky enough to work with. And it all sort of got going from there, really. So it sounds like quite a sort of organic journey that sort of led you to this this point. What 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 was the kind of the moment where you thought, right, I'm I'm going to set this up. I'm going to start this this project. I'm going to start Nimble. Yeah, well, I'm. Um, I was uh, given an opportunity to to set up a digital hub for uh, the home office whilst freelancing. Um, so that was to set up a hub in Sheffield, uh, which was great at the time. You know, a bit 
surreal because it was like setting up a, a startup, but a, a public sector one. Um, and as part of that, we was literally given a empty building and we had to start uh, taking projects from our, our London uh, home office base uh, and delivering them quite quickly. Um, and we didn't have any people. Um, so I started to have to lean on my network, uh, not really by choice, uh, but just with timescales were, were, were crazy uh, at that point. And uh, I got some really good people in who not only delivered all these projects successfully, but also helped uh, recruit and upskill uh, a, a new sort of batch of civil servants uh, in the region. Uh, and it gave me the idea of, well, it sort of made it really clear to me what a great network I had of uh, people have been fortunate enough to work with uh, and also it made me think oh there's something in this you know always work with these great people it doesn't have to be diluted by you know going outside that network really so what's your kind of current situation and when i say current situation i kind of mean up until um the last few weeks <laughs> but um what what's kind of the setup at, at nimble now how many people have you got yeah sure so um so it's around 60 65 uh people uh, working for Nimble now. Um, uh, as, as I say, we've got three main communities, uh, Sheffield, Leeds and Manchester. Um, in some of the early days, uh, and we still do, uh, you know, we did work here, there and everywhere. Um, and whilst I think that was exciting at the time, you know, doing stuff in, in Europe, uh, you know, I think what really dawned on us was uh, having a real nucleus, a, a community. So that's why we we base ourselves around these three main areas of Sheffield, Leeds, and Manchester. Um, and then I think you know, as as the year and maybe into early next year now progresses, you know, we'll we'll also look to get a, a new base, um, which is a bit of a watch this space one. It's it's nice to kind of hear someone that's talking about planning for the future at a time when um, so much of kind of the business world feels a little bit on on hold or on a hiatus because of kind of what's um, going on. Now we first met what a couple of months ago, um, and you know I had a, yeah. a, a look around your um, office in in Sheffield. Um, what's kind of your your current situation then? Because obviously things have gone a little bit crazy. Um, remote workings become you know, kind of like the the thing in the last few weeks. So how have you and Nimble kind of found that move? So, yeah, very relevant question. So um, I think, you know, we've we've always had a, well, I say always, the last couple of years we, we set up a service uh, that's a, a bit of a variety on our project delivery where we, we do this thing called remote connected teams, um, which is saying, look, you know, it's, it's 2020. Um, whilst we still value having everyone in the same room um, where at all possible. Uh, I still think there's elements of that you can't beat for collaboration. We should be able to work collaboratively. Uh, and we set up a, a team service where we can have a team who will deliver you a project really efficiently and in, a, in an effective way, um, but they don't all have to be in the same room. Um, so, you know, that takes advantage Um of a lot of remote words of working best practice. And, and you know, we sort of set up a, a guide on that uh, two years ago when we brought this service uh, into place. So we've been lucky enough uh, with Nimble that, you know, not only are we in IT and technology, you know, which is an industry that certainly can take advantage of the uh, current 
crisis or pandemic, you know, whatever term you want to use, we find ourselves in. Um, I think also we've been used to working in this way within Nimble for a, a couple of years. Um, so I think, you know, the, there's different things about uh, still ensuring, first and foremost, whilst our ways of working are slick remotely, that, you know, we, we look after our people. Um, you know, that that comes to the fore even more here. You know, that... Um, you know, it's easy to assume, you know, I'm a family guy, but, you know, uh, some of our numblers maybe live alone or, you know, and uh, this sort of everyone in self-isolation period, you know, we've even got more of a duty than normal, you know, to just make sure from a well-being perspective that um, all our guys are okay, they're not, they're not getting lonely, they're not getting a bit down, uh, you know, because of this lockdown situation. Um, so, yeah, um, it is, we've, I feel like we've, uh, adapted to it well and I think um, we just want to make sure we look after our people and we've also reached out into the broader Sheffield community uh, both online on like LinkedIn and also via like bodies like Sheffield Digital to sort of say look you know if any clients uh, you know any people organizations you know are struggling with this way of working or getting up and running or you know got capacity issues you know we're happy to, you know, just as like a free consultancy piece to spend our time just helping people benefit at a time when people are struggling from some of the uh, hints and tips and, and things we've picked up in the last couple of years. Okay, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna probe a little bit more on um, on that in a, in a bit if I can do. Um, it, it sounds like kind of the the feeling that I'm getting is that it's been a, a relatively smooth transition. It, it's not even been a matter of just like pressing a button and everyone going to remote working it was kind of something that everyone was already set up to, to do so it's just kind of swung the percentage if you like of the amount of remote working that you were doing before to obviously being a much higher um percentage so um I, I'm, I'm quite interested as, as well you kind of talked about making sure that all your team are, are all right even though you're working um remotely so kind of a two-part question which is how do you go about doing that and um what kind of um tips and, and advice have you got from your own transition to that remote working not necessarily just now but from across the last couple of years while you've kind of been doing it um for companies that maybe are not finding that transition quite as smoothly yeah sure so i think uh, on the people side um we've always even been quite contract uh, heavy uh, we've always you know treated everybody the same and i think we've, we've always done a thing called member care you know which is a frequent like health check if you like which is normally uh, in the normal you know everyday world bar the current sort of situation now it, it would have been you know a one-to-one -one, you know face-to-face uh, -face meetup um just to check you know uh, the the balance of, of of work and life is okay and there's nothing that, that's getting anybody down and making sure you know we've got uh, someone they can talk to if that is the case as well um we still do now, uh, we do like video, like one-to-one -one member care checking calls uh, on Zoom. So we, we sort of do that with all our team uh, weekly at the moment. Um, you know, we think the frequency has to be upped, if anything. Um, so that, that's a thing we're big on. Um, but then we also do things not just on the one-to-one -one side, just to uh, make sure that there's for some of those people in particular as well and the rest of the team, that there's a bit more of a social scene that still exists and, and the identity of the company is still there and still thrives. And, you know, so I think there's uh, 
quite a few scary things being organised at the moment to uh, like group uh, Joe Wick's workouts uh, to, uh, to to pub quizzes. Um, we're trying to start out, out this like music club. So a few of us like play guitar and sing or play piano and stuff, and, and where we can actually learn a, a tune or write a tune uh, remotely, and then try and figure out if it can come together uh, on a on like a Zoom call with all the team. You know, which uh, I'm sure I'll have teething problems, but. Uh, should be a giggle all the same. Um, so, so I think there's this. It's a twofold thing, right? I think um, there's the one-to-one, just someone to chat to, and you know, to bounce things off. Are you okay? And then I think there's the sort of group social scene that we're keen not to to lose as well. Remind me because I've sort of got really into that. The second part of the question. <laughs> Just with your kind of experience being quite smooth because, you know, a lot of it was, was stuff that you already had in place. So what kind of tips and advice you'd give for companies that um, have maybe not found that transition quite as smooth or are maybe still kind of going through it as we kind of get used to this sort of new way of working that we have um, now? So really just some tips and advice. Yeah, so I think um, tips we've learned and, and I'll, I'll – I'll try and generalize if I'm getting too like IT granular here. So I think um, we still sort of by default all try and you know work uh, pretty much the same uh, normal hours. You know I think our team you know uh, have fed back that they still almost uh, whilst it's easy to uh, you know doss around in slacks and stuff all day, still try and get dressed as if they're going to work and look, look uh, presentable. Not not. Not on Monday in that or anything, but um, <laughs> uh, and then I think um, we may sometimes I think uh, have a little variation if, if it suits uh, the team member and the project. If if some team members want to start or finish earlier, I think it can help doing that. So we have a core member of you know, a core element of the team who will be um, do a normal office day, uh, but then sometimes. Um, either because it, it suits the project we're working on or it suits the individual circumstance, we, we, we'll be flexible. And, you know, someone might do a, a 7.30, 3.30 or a 10.6 or, or, or whatever. So there's a bit of flexibility both to the what we're working on and also to the individual. Um, I think we we do sort of use and in, endorse uh, Zoom as a bit of a sort of a tool of choice. I think there's... There's a lot we do on there. I think um, when when there's quite a number of people, it's quite handy uh, that you do have someone who facilitates it, and you know, in the in the nicest way, can uh, mute and unmute people. Uh, but at the same at the same time, you know, it's that thing. Facilitation is is a really undervalued skill, and it's even more important uh, in this world, also. Uh, not just to mute people, uh, more to give everybody a voice. So I think, you know, we, we try and look out for that in a face-to-face meeting, but it's it's even trickier and you've got to have your eye on the ball with it, still making sure everybody feels valued and can contribute. Um, when we have calls on Zoom and stuff, everybody does go on mute uh, by default uh, uh, unless they're, they're speaking. Um, Zoom has stuff as well where uh, you can click a button just to, to raise your hand uh on there so that the facilitator can see that um we use for online chat you know we use uh, slack a lot i think we were quite up to date on showing our status on there you know so everybody's available away or do not disturb and so the idea being if they're available they can chat online take a call jump on a video call anytime away we sort of 
have clear that it's either before or after they've started work, they've took a break or they're on lunch. Um, and then we also, uh, especially in tech, you know, we see the uh, problem sometimes of context switching. So I think if if people are on do not disturb, you know, we have a, a bit of a code that, you know, all the team respects that, um, you know, because the context switch can be costly, you know, a two minute query can take, for example, a code an hour to get back back in the head in something. Um, we have like dedi- dedicated like project channels for, for, for messages that all team members need to see. Um, and, and then I think as well, we, we pin like uh, dial in details to these channels so they're easy to access. Um, we use polls and stuff both on Slack and also we can use them on Zoom if team members want to vote on stuff. So I think it's, it's just trying to make it as... Um, as interactive as possible, as accessible as possible, and I think as inclusive as, as possible. Yeah, that that all makes uh, that all makes good sense. You mentioned earlier about um, the ways in which you're trying to kind of help people out who are struggling a bit at, at the moment through um, what's going on. Just elaborate on that a bit, if you will, and tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, sure. So I think um, we're, we're just not wanting to assume that just because we've, you know, worked in this way and, and spent time and, and also probably have the teething problems of trying to get it to quite a slick place. We're just, you know, we're not just assuming everybody, you know, has got to that point. You know, it will be quite a change for for some people um, in, in just getting getting up and running and, and ways of working and, and getting a real like alternate slick efficient process if if you like to, to run their day-to-day business so um i think we trying to empathize with that so we we just did a shout out um on linkedin and then also uh mentioned that to our sort of friends at sheffield digital that you know we, we would help any similar you know businesses that are struggling to get up and running or at the speed they need to be with this way of working so we just sort of said you know look we you know we'll it's a, it's a slightly quiet time at the moment. You know, we'll spend some of our time doing some like free consultancy, helping uh, any businesses you know get up and running in the region. Yeah, that's 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 great, and and obviously the current situation is a fairly awful situation across the board. But one good thing about it has been the ways in which people are helping each other out and 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 working together without kind of expecting anything in return in a way that you know we've maybe not seen um, a lot of before. Um, this this links in with something that we've talked about before because you you do this um, nimble gives back project um that you actually launched um last year so tell, tell me a bit more about that yeah so i think when i uh when i set up nimble and started to grow it you know it was something i'd always uh wanted to do you know and, and i've admired uh, others you know who'd done that uh some you know from the the get-go you know which is a really sort of admirable thing um what i'd always wanted to do is get in a position where uh, i'd grown the business to a really sort of strong, comfortable place um, that in, instead of uh, struggling while I was on that road uh, to try and give up pockets of time here and there, I got it to a good place and then we could dedicate some some proper time to it. So um, we've been chatting about it for a while and bouncing ideas around. And um, just before Christmas uh, yeah, in December, so we, we launched uh, Nimble Gives Back, which um, – it's basically like a charity arm of of Nimble or, or a, a charity arm, maybe like a, an element of Nimble where we, we spend our time um, in, in projects that will 
you know, uh, do good things for people. Um, so, uh, for example, we we picked initially by uh, chatting uh, to our, our team here at HQ uh, five sort of charities that different people uh, in the office all feel sort of strongly about. Um, example, one of mine being uh, the Sheffield Children's uh, Hospital Charity, um, and you know. They do a lot of uh, really, really good work, but but for kids sometimes with you know very serious or even terminal illnesses. Um, but they're only one of I think either three or four uh, hospitals dedicated like themselves uh, in the country. You know the most notable one being uh, Great Ormond Street, which has a massive uh, you know amounts of charity donation. Um, and and so what we wanted to do was um, work with the Children's Hospital charity. Um, a, there's sort of three real uh, variations of Nimble Give, but A, to uh, just do out-and-out donations, um, uh, B, um, to, to spend our time, whether we can, we can help them with something if they're short on people, and then also C, being a bit of a variation of B, but more spend our time in our sort of chosen skill set. So, you know, we've, we've uh, put forward some uh, ideas after chatting with them about how, there are different apps that we, we could build that would, you know, would make A, their lives easier and, and B, help them really accelerate uh, their sort of charity donation. Um, and um, one of the things that we uh, raised quite a bit of money for already, but I've got to get to a sort of target of four and a half grand for was um, doing a, a an Inca trail trek uh, for that charity. Um, but uh, I think, that it's not due till September, but I assume the date to current circumstances, uh, including, will uh, will be probably rearranged. Yeah, difficult uh, difficult times to plan anything um, like that. Um, there's a couple of things that you said that I just want to to kind of pick up on and, and, and ask you to elaborate a little bit on. So you mentioned that it's a slightly kind of quieter time at the moment. Um, what I mean, I guess this is this is a, a bit of a, a, a two part question in, in some respects. So firstly, just specifically about kind of nimble and, and, and how things have been for you during the last few weeks. And also that question a bit more generally about IT as an industry and how you've coped with the the, the situation that we've got at the moment. Yeah, sure. Um, so, um, regards to uh, regards to IT as an industry, um, IT it's it's a little bit separate because IT, IT is now like everywhere. Like everyone, everyone has got uh, some sort of technology function, and, and you know that that's only going um, one way. So, I think um, what we've sort of noticed is, you know, uh, there are uh, IT client. Uh, Clients we, we do IT work for, say, in the travel industry, you know, that, that is really slowing down. You know, there's uh, clients, you know, in the healthcare industry where demand is soaring. And then there's IT um, used, I guess, uh, you know, this is a business podcast. You know, the, a tricky subject is some businesses are really going to suffer, right, uh, as, as part of what's going on at the moment. And then so I think there's IT probably been more, uh important than ever but as a vehicle to sort of like leverage oh you know we're a chain of cafes now but who knows when we're going to be open again and and actually can we um can we have some sort of uh, quite lean uh app built for us pretty quickly that give us a you know a delivery arm and how do we get that message out to people 
Um, so I think it, it, it's a mixed bag. I mean, you know, it's it's going more, uh, as I say, more than ever in, in healthcare. There's some areas that are struggling and there's some that need some form of IT, but it, done in an efficient, cost-effective way to give them a shot at survival. Cool. A, a phrase that you've mentioned a couple of times while you've been um, talking, which I'm guessing is something that's quite sort of ingrained in, in, in you, is talking about the identity of the company while you've been talking about um, Nimble. Um, elaborate on that a little bit. What What is the identity of, of the company? Yeah, so um, it, it's, it's really sort of people-driven, you know, uh, collaborative uh, IT specialists, uh, really, that the sort of best in the region that we've sort of handpicked um, that that we want to use to effectively deliver projects for a range of, of different clients. Um, so I think what we're keen on doing and, and how we would always sort of vet, if you like, a, a new Nimble, you know, um, we, we'd actually do like a cultural fit uh, before we, we look at technical ability. Um, so different things like um, a developer, uh, you know, or a, a coder, as you may know them, or that that role, you know, we'd always look at first, you know, can they explain something technical uh, in one way to a developer, but in a different way to a a receptionist, and in and in another way to a CEO of a company. So that being able to um, articulate well and tailor your language so that everybody understands back to that. Uh, inclusive um, also I think as well we're, we're very keen on uh, and what we do quite a lot is is help um, leave companies with a more sustainable capability uh, within their IT teams so often as part of delivering a project um, uh, we may uh, upskill a bit more of an inexperienced or legacy IT team um, to sort of almost like uh, bring them on, knowledge transfer, future-proof their sort of skill set. Um, I say future-proof lightly because uh, it's a fast-changing business. But, um, yeah, we're quite, keen, we're quite keen on leaving an organization, uh, particularly the technology function that will ordinarily work in, in, in a lot better position than when we, we started. So it's almost it's that two-for-one benefit. We're, we'll deliver you a valuable thing and we'll upskill your, your people where, you know, where it's relevant as, as part of that. Um, normally, as we kind of get towards the, the end of, of these episodes, I, I kind of ask the question about, you know, what about the future? Where do you want to be in 12 months, in five years? Um, which has always been a very kind of matter-of-fact question and now suddenly feels like um, the most difficult question out of all of them to to sort of answer. But I guess you're you're in a slightly more unique position in terms of the fact that you've made quite a quick adjustment to the way of, of working. So, you know, do, do your kind of plans and expectations for the future, are they the same as they were six months ago or, or have things changed and, and where do you see things going with Nimble? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I think... Uh, the the knee jerk reaction was oh shit you know how does this affect us and I think um, I just had to quickly sort of get back to a bit of a ten thousand feet view on it all because I think um, we are lucky enough to be in a, a really good uh, position and you know albeit having a couple of things paused for us you know I think um, you know we we're used to working in this way and and I think 
whilst it's a slightly quieter time at the moment, um, the long-term view of the company hasn't changed. So it's just, I guess, not a time for any panic from us or or knee-jerk reactions. I think, you know, we will see uh, what is, by and large, a a quieter market again, um, pick up and, and, you know, who knows knows when that that will be. Um, You know, I think... I'm I'm hopeful and, and trying to say you know that June July we'll see the market uh, pick up again, but uh, it's quite a nice period at the moment that we're getting a chance to do some sort of strategic building blocks, and you know we aren't wasting the time uh, whilst it is a little bit uh, quieter. Um, I did have like the first day in about four years uh, earlier in the, in the week when it was like oh wow you know I've uh, I've not got 20 urgent things to do. I have a deadline of like lunchtime today. So, um, yeah, uh, unaffected uh, by and large. Um, but while we've been trying to help some other organisations, you know, adapt to this change is, is you know, because we know that um, not everyone is that, you know, fortunate and some people are really fighting for their lives, you know, in the business sense at, at the moment. And, you know, anything we, you know, you know, can do to help with that, then, you know, by all means, you know, it's particularly um, being always from Sheffield as well, you know, any any clients who are, you know, in the region and need help, you know, happy to, to do so. Brilliant. And, and just finally, um, if people, you know, kind of want to take you up on that or, or want to find out more about you or about Nimble, what's the best way of them going about that? Yeah, sure. So um, to, to find more about Nimble, uh, you can, uh, hit um, www.nimbleapproach.com um, and and also which you know got, gives a flavour of what we're about and some of the services we offer uh, and also um, to get in touch with us regarding the uh, the free consultancy stuff as well. Um, there's also a, a contact form on that same uh, website, um, so by all means uh, get in touch on there. Um, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll we'll be in touch and, and reply, and hopefully we can uh, help people out. Well, Chris, thanks ever so much for your uh, for your time, and um, yeah, the best of luck with with Nimble and um, and whatever comes next. No, it's all cheers for having me, buddy. Find us at SteelCityBusiness.com and subscribe to get our new episodes first. Audio marketing works. Talk to the Rebel Base Media team about creating a custom, cost-effective podcast for your business at RebelBaseMedia.io.